After you're done listening to today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, make sure you checked out Locked On Fantasy Football. Winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks Podcast. I am James Yarko, flying solo unexpectedly, but you can find everything David Harrison and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore nation if you're new to the show welcome please subscribe leave a five-star review it does help other Buccaneers fans find us now David and I were halfway through recording this episode and a storm hit and knocked out David's power so we've had to scramble now I am now doing a solo episode and the lightning Canadians puck drop for game five is happening in less than one hour so this might be a little bit shorter of an episode but it is an episode nonetheless we are going to talk about some more rankings in this episode and we do have a listener voicemail from one of our good loyal listeners we are going to get to that later on but first we are going to kick things off talking about golf because that is what we talk about here on the locked on bucks podcast the incredibly frustrating beautiful and difficult sport of golf of course yesterday uh well no i guess as you're listening to this two days ago was the match where tom brady and phil mickelson teamed up against bryson dechambeau and aaron Rodgers. DeChambeau and Rodgers would go on to win three and two, which for those that don't really follow golf, they were the scoring that they used was hole for hole. Okay, so if you won the hole, you were up one. If you lost the hole, you were down one. So what three and two means is Rodgers and DeChambeau were up three holes with only two holes left to play. The the more entertaining aspect of the match isn't so much the golf that's going on. It's the banter. It's the trash talk. It's the jokes. Uh, And it was a lot of fun to watch. You had Rob Gronkowski calling in, talking to all the guys at once. And and Brady said, you know, we're three weeks away from training camp. Are you going to be ready? And and Gronk responded with, you know, I'm wondering if you're going to be ready. You didn't go to OTAs. I'm down here catching footballs and you're out there playing golf. And Brady responded with, I'm out here, you know, scouting, you know, the enemy, you know, with with the leader of the Packers, I think. So there were a lot of jokes being made about whether or not Aaron Rodgers was going to be with the Green Bay Packers this year. At the end of the day, uh, it was about the charities. You know, they donated something like over six million meals to to feed or fighting hunger or, or feeding America. Um, yeah, it was it was all for a worthy cause. It, it really was, and it was entertaining at the same time. So looking forward to whenever they do the match again, I don't know if, if Brady and Mickelson will team up again. Brady was all over the place with his memes and uh, talking about how he and Mickelson are 0 and 2. Now they lost to Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods last year during the pandemic when they were doing it for COVID relief. Then they lose to DeChambeau and Rogers in this one. 
you know, we'll we'll have to wait and see if if Brady and Mickelson will, will will team up again. But it's always an entertaining show, and and I for those that watched it, it was an absolutely just stunning landscape uh, where they played. And I looked it up to see how much it costs to play there. You have to have a minimum three night stay in the lodge. Or, or with the lodging, and not all lodging includes access to the golf course. So the cheapest one that I found was like $1,200 per night. Then you had to pay $125 per person per day for what they call guest access, and that is for the opportunity to utilize some of their facilities. Then, if you were lucky enough to be able to get a tee time, it was $250 per person for the greens fees. So pretty, pretty expensive spot there in Montana, but it's the number three golf course in the state of Montana. Absolutely stunning. If I win the lottery, I'm taking my dad out there and we're going to have ourselves a heck of a time on that 777 par five on hole number eight, because that place just looked like an absolute blast, but it was, it was entertaining. Nonetheless, my wife watched it, even though she doesn't really like golf and she was laughing quite a bit because the guys were they were cracking jokes and they were having a good time and it was it, it made for for really entertaining television it's something else that's going to be really entertaining television is obviously going to be game five of the, of the Stanley Cup finals which happened last night as you're listening to this and hopefully that means some friends of ours sent me a big old wad of cash that I had put down on the Tampa Bay Lightning to win the Stanley Cup during the regular season that of course is our friends at bet online dot ag bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action baseball season is in full swing you have the nba finals and hopefully now the stanley cup finals are over but you can get all the latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs including the mlb nba nhl and all your ufc mma action before the next pitch head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to and through the playoffs. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKED ON. Again, promo code LOCKED ON, all one word, L O C K E D O N, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Segment two here of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko coming to you with a solo episode due to Mother Nature. Not wanting David Harrison to be here today, but we we will push through and we will get this taken care of. We've talked about a lot of rankings on this show. We've talked about pro football focus rankings. We've talked about Pete Prisco rankings. We've talked about CBS Sports rankings. Yesterday, we talked about ESPN's top 10 interior defensive linemen. We talked about ESPN's top 10 uh, edge rushers, and something that, that I think is important to remember. I, I think that these ESPN rankings, these top 10, the results of these top 10 surveys is what they're calling them. These hold a little bit more weight than those other rankings that we've talked about. It shows people within the National Football League how they view players, how how. GMs and executives and scouts and players and coaches are viewing these players. So it's not from the outside looking in. It's not NFL media members that are doing this. It's not uh, you know grading systems that are doing this. These are people involved in the game. This is their livelihood. 
This is what they do as their career. And so I, I think it's important to note where some of these Buccaneers rank when we're talking about people that football is their life. And with that, we have the ESPN survey for the top 10 linebackers coming in at number one. Number one on this survey is your boy, Get Live 45, Devin White. And it says this. White received more number one votes than any other linebacker, and he narrowly won a tiebreaker with NFC West stalwarts Fred Warner and Bobby Wagner for the top spot. All three had similar voting patterns, so we reached out to an additional 10 voters, including three GMs, to break the tie. Quote, he's a missile, a high-ranking NFL official said, so athletic and strong while doing whatever he wants, end quote. The league figured White, the number five overall pick in the 2019 draft, would emerge as a top linebacker soon enough, but the Bucks' playoff run punctuated his rise. He was all over the place with 38 tackles, three for loss, two interceptions, and two fumble recoveries in three games. And that was coming off a bout with COVID-19. Over the past two seasons, including the playoffs, the Bucs allowed almost a full yard per play more when White is not on the field, 5.9, versus when he's on the field, 5.0. A true 4-4 second 40-yard dash runner, he traveled 16,377 total yards in 2020 per NFL Next Gen stats, the most from this group. White was overeager as a rookie, but found the right balance of aggression and pace late in year two. Quote, when you play him, he can just run, an NFC exec said. Your perimeter run game is being controlled by guys, White and Levante David, who can stack the box. He could have been a strong safety in the 90s, end quote. It is phenomenal to see the praise for Devin White in this list because we've been talking about it from the moment he was drafted. We've been talking about what a stud this kid is. Now people from across the league are putting him at the top of the list for best linebackers in the game. You heard Christian McCaffrey say it to Devin White in their first meeting of 2020. You know, you're the best linebacker in the league, right? People are recognizing the talent, and it's not a it's not a grading system that's putting him there. It's not an opinion that's putting him there as far as what the media is is seeing. And let's be honest, David and I can be guilty of it too. Media can be biased. If if you're trying to push the guy that you cover, you're gonna put him a little bit higher than other people are. Well, that's not the case anymore with Devin White. David and I can push Devin White and Vita Vea all we want. But now it's being backed up by people across the National Football League. Really, really great to see what Devin White has done and finally getting you know some very, very strong recognition. Now, continuing through the top five at number two, you got Fred Warner, number three, Bobby Wagner, number four, Darius Leonard. Then number five, we have Levante David. So two Buccaneers in the top five. Now, David dropped three spots. He was he was number two in last year's poll. This year, he's down to number five. And it says, David dropped three spots, but to no fault of his own, young players have emerged. Quote, he's still the bell cow of the Bucks defense, an NFC personnel evaluator said. Not the athlete he once was, 
but he can still move. He's the guy who's never got enough due, end quote. David finally got his shine during the Bucks' championship run, but Tampa's defense was loaded with playmakers, and his all-around game is stellar, but not flashy. Quote, zero drop-off with him. He just plays with Devin White, who was running around getting 15 tackles a game in the playoffs, an NFC exec said. But Levante can do whatever you need. Run through the hole, make a play in the gap, a great blitzer, and can cover, end quote. A Pro Bowl defensive player added, Quote, he still doesn't get his respect. He looks exactly the same, end quote. And I've seen it now floating around on Twitter again, that the Levante David disrespect and overlooking Levante David is still a thing. It's still going on. It's still happening. Why? People around the NFL are taking notes. A Pro Bowl defensive player is saying he still doesn't get his respect. He's saying he looks exactly the same as he always has. You have an NFC executive saying that he can do anything. He can run through a hole. He can make a play. He can blitz. He can cover. The thing about Levante David, and you all know this, you all know how great he is. He's he's not flashy. So he doesn't get the attention. He doesn't run his mouth. He doesn't, you know, say all eyes on me, all eyes on me. Everybody look at me, 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 me. That's not who Levante David is. And in some aspects, it's hurt him a little bit because people overlook him. Now, he has been the cornerstone of some really crappy defenses over the years, but that's not his fault. He was a Pro Bowl and All-Pro caliber caliber player every year that he's played. But it's hard to give a guy his due when everybody else around him is trash. And I'm not saying every single player that Levante has played with on the defense has been trash since he joined the team in 2012. We know that Gerald McCoy did some great things, and and he's a really good player. Jason Pierre-Paul has been there for a while. But Jason Pierre-Paul was more of a flashy player. He got more attention. But a lot of that had to do with the fact that he played in New York. But Levante David has been the most consistent and reliable player that this defense has seen for the last decade. That's why he's still here. That's why he's still playing at a high level. And now, with his tag team partner, Devin White... You have, according to NFL executives, NFL GMs, NFL players, NFL scouts, two of the top five linebackers in the National Football League on the same team. This is why they won a Super Bowl. Not solely because of these linebackers, but because of the talent that this team has stacked up. And a lot of it's on the defensive side of the ball now. We talked about how Vita Vea, with injuries... He played less than half of a season, and he was still a top 10 interior defensive lineman on this ESPN list. He is an absolute wrecking ball, and people take note of that. Shaq Shaq Barrett barely missed the list for edge rushers, but he's been kind of up and down. He had a good season last year, but nothing like the 19 and a half sacks he had in his first year with Tampa, and before that... He was buried on the depth chart in Denver. Need to see a little bit more consistency, but Shaq Barrett's a problem. 
and Dominican Sue, JPP, who knows how much longer they're going to be with the Buccaneers, but they're problems. Then you have a young secondary. I, I will honestly be very surprised if any of the Bucs players show up on a top 10 corners list or a top 10 safeties list, but we're not far away. We're not far away from that being a reality. And as these lists continue to come out, uh, yeah, we will still continue to talk about them because, again, these hold more weight than what Pro Football Focus has done, CBS Sports, you know, those kinds of things because of who the people are that created these lists. But the Buccaneers' defense is a problem, and this Buccaneers team is raring up to defend their championship. Big shout-out to some friends of ours, and you know we love them. We know you love them, for those of you that have tried them. And that is our friends over at Built Bar. And when you talk about Built Bar, people are definitely passionate about their favorites. You know mine. It's the peanut butter brownie, but then there's also coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double car, double chocolate, and salted caramel. If you don't know what your favorite flavor is, you can get a mixed box and you're going to get two of each of the nine flavors to be able to figure out which one is your favorite. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to receive 15% off your order. Again, LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Wrapping things up here on a solo Thursday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. My week is all out of whack, everybody. My normal work week is I work Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But because the 4th of July was on a Sunday, we took off on a Monday. So that means I work Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. I am all kinds of screwed up right now. Today's supposed to be my normal day off. Instead, tomorrow's my day if if at some point in this podcast, I don't even remember if I said that this was, you know, a, a Friday or a, a Wednesday or something to that effect, it's because I have no idea what day of the week it is. I'm all kinds of just completely out of whack. But we are here. I am here. David is powerless right now, uh, thanks to a storm over by his house. Um, coming up tomorrow. We are going to have Fantasy Friday. We got a couple of fantasy football questions that have trickled in. David and I are going to tackle those tomorrow on a Fantasy Football Friday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. If you have any fantasy football inquiries, of course, you can give us a call at 813-444-5841 or send us an email to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. We're going to try to get a little bit of, of fantasy focus in here as it's time it's about time for leagues to start scheduling their drafts and and getting ready so we want to do a little bit of focus on that so if you would like us to talk fantasy football send us your questions your uh, your comments your concerns our way and we are going to talk about that on fantasy football Fridays but first we do have a voicemail from one of our listeners that is not fantasy football related at least I don't think it is I have not heard this voicemail so you're going to get my raw and immediate reaction because I didn't vet this, but we're going to go ahead and get to the phone lines and hear from Anthony in California. Hello, this is uh, Anthony from California, and I just have a quick question. You know, I'm uh, you know listening to the media and all that stuff that's been going on recently, but I just want to know how does the NCAA ruling affect the NFL and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? 
And I also have a question for you guys. How come the NFL hasn't said, screw it, let's make our own farm system where we can recruit high school kids and have them ready for the NFL in three years instead of them going off to college and trusting that some college program is going to get get them and train them the right way. I think it would save a year or two. Um, kids coming out of the draft teaching them how to do things their way. And uh, just let me know what you think. Uh, it's July, and uh, um, I look forward to listening to the next podcast. Thank you. Bye. Anthony, thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, first and foremost, I don't think these new NCAA rules are going to affect the NFL whatsoever. All that's going on with the NCAA is that the courts have ruled that players can maintain their amateur status and their college eligibility while still being able to profit off of their name and their likeness. So schools can't sell jerseys of their players without the nameplate on the back, but we all know whose jersey it is, and the player not see any of that. Players can do autograph signings and not be punished. Players can do commercials and not be punished. Players can appear in video games. I know a lot of people are hyped at the idea of NCAA football coming back. NCAA March Madness used to be one of my favorite games when I was growing up. I would I would print out a team's roster. I usually played with either Illinois or the University of Cincinnati. You know, way back when I played that game, my sister went to the University of Cincinnati, so I followed them. Back in the Kenyon Martin, Steve Logan, Kenny Satterfield days. For those of you that are college basketball fans, you know the the dominance that those Bearcats teams had. But I would I would print out their roster and then go into my NCAA game and I would insert all the names. I would edit the roster and insert the names. So instead of point guard three on the nameplate, it would say Logan. You know, that was that was how it worked. You know, you had their likeness, you had their attributes, it just didn't have their name. It was wide receiver 15 and quarterback 9 and center 52 and things like that because they couldn't use the players' names, but they were still profiting off the likeness. So all this ruling does is say these players can make money off of their own name and maintain their college eligibility. There are restrictions, which is fine. You know, they can't be doing commercials for for Bud Light, you know, and that's cool. That's fine. But it's about time that these players were able to, you know, make a little bit of money off of who they are. If a store inside the mall wants a, a player from the college football team to come in and sign autographs for an hour, that kid should be able to make some money off that. That shouldn't be donating his time. You know, he he deserves it. He's putting in an hour of his time, just like anybody else would, he deserves to be compensated for that. So that's not going to affect the NFL or the Buccaneers in any way, shape, or form. Um, as for your second question, as far as a farm system, the NFL has a farm system, and it's college football. If you're, if you're talking about recruiting kids out of high school to skip college and start playing in like an NFL minor league, that's a huge undertaking in terms of cost. You have the responsibility now to try to convince the parents 
of 17 and 18 year old children to have them skip getting an education, which they could get for free or, you know, on a partial scholarship in order to go play minor league football and develop to possibly one day play in the NFL. That's a tough sell. You know, this isn't like the NBA. This isn't like Major League Baseball. These these 17 and 18-year-old kids couldn't be playing, you know, right from the jump in, in the big leagues. So I think the closest thing they've ever had to a farm system was NFL Europe. And, of course, we have Adam Vinatieri that came out of NFL Europe and was, you know, he's the greatest kicker to ever play football. But overall, that was kind of a farm system, and it, it really didn't work. So why why spend the, the time, the resources, and the money it would cost to, number one, field teams across the nation? Then you have to hire people to go around scouting high schools. Then you have recruiters trying to talk these families into letting their children come and play a sport to possibly one day make it to the NFL when you basically already have all that done for you by college football. They already have recruiters going to high school games. They're offering kids the opportunity to get a free education to play football and develop these kids, and that's why you see powerhouses like Alabama, Ohio State, LSU, Florida State, Florida, all these schools that have multiple kids drafted out of their school every single year because the NFL execs and the GMs and the scouts know that those players are going to be properly developed. And then you have your diamonds in the rough, like the Ali Marpets of the world, where they weren't good enough to play D1 college, but they continued to develop in D2 and started tearing it up, and they get their opportunity in the Senior Bowl or the East-West Shrine game and can put their talents on display. So, yeah, the NCAA is already basically doing the farm system thing for the NFL, and it doesn't cost the NFL a single penny to have it done for them. So, Anthony, great call. appreciate you reaching out. For those of you that do want to reach out and, again, send your questions in, it can be for tomorrow's uh, Fantasy Football Friday episode, or it can be about anything like, you know, Anthony calling in about the NCAA, give us a shout at 813-444-5841. You can send us an email to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. Check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.